0: I'm I'm Marty,
1: I'm Carlos, and we are the Heroes 3. Welcome to Heroes 3, the bi-weekly podcast where three friends explore the best, worst, and everything in between in the world of Asian cinema. And this week we are starting our, our proper first arc. With a look at our old, our old favorites. We, we haven't checked out in a while. Of the the what the three dragons, right? Sure, yeah. Um, I've, I've heard the trio, the you know mm-hmm. the, the, the big the big three. The three, three musketeers. Uh, the, yeah, the three musketeers. Legendary. Um, but uh, but that is of course Jackie Chan, Yun Buu, and Sammo Hung. And we are starting it off with a movie that is uh, mainly features Jackie, but also has Yun Bu in a really great role. Um, And that is The Young Master from 1980, which was directed by Jackie Chan. It was his second directed feature, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. That's That's right.
2: After Fearless Hyena.
0: And it's his first project after kind of successfully signing this giant contract to Golden Harvest. And with the benefit of hindsight, we now know just how crucial of a relationship that was for honestly for for world cinema and just to to be able to stand here kind of at the outset of that golden harvest, Jackie Chan combination is super exciting. Um, and it was a very contentious, I mean, from everything we know, sort of handoff, he had been under contract to low uh, for many years. And actually, uh, we touched on this at the very beginning of, uh, heroes three, but, uh, he was loaned out for two films, uh, to Ungsi Yuan's uh, seasonal films production company while he was still under that low Wei contract. And those two films <laughs> happened to be like the biggest breakout hits of his career up to that point Snake and the Eagle Shadow and Drunken Master, both directed by Yuan Ping, both sort of credited as bringing Kung Fu comedy into the landscape. Um, but after that, he was <laughs> meant to go back to low Wei. You can imagine <laughs> how frustrating that would have been for for Jackie um, and he eventually did get an opportunity um, to to direct his own feature which is a fearless hyena very interesting movie Mm. Um, similar to young master where it's like a lot of ideas on screen um, kind of bursting with um, yeah excitement and I think similar to young master a little bit of maybe like eyes bigger than the stomach kind of a kind of a phenomenon yeah yeah but then once he he kind of Apparently, um, you know, Raymond Chow and Jackie thought the contract was secure, but Lo Wei felt that they were violating the contract. Um, and I think it almost got violent. There there are all kinds of notorious stories about like how difficult it was <laughs> to make this to make this handoff. Um, but the film was made and it's definitely I would say like essential viewing. This is kind of the beginning of a crucial chapter for Jackie. Um, and even though on the surface, it's this like period Kung Fu film, I, I, what I get from like watching young master is that like Jackie is, is, a is feeling a little too restrained by the format and the conventions of period Kung Fu. And he is ready to kind of burst out into kind of this broader, <laughs> like broader cinematic Language. And this movie was also a Chinese New Year movie, which would end up being a tradition for Jackie's Golden Harvest, like his big Golden Harvest films. And right after finishing production, he actually shot over to America to shoot a much lesser <laughs> remembered movie, um Battle Creek Brawl. And um, <laughs> uh, apparently he was even actually like editing the young master. In Texas while he was um, he was over there, there was like a rough cut, uh, a rough like first pass edit um, and J- that Jackie wasn't happy with. And I guess he asked for all of the film materials to be sent over to America so he could cut the movie while he was shooting Battle Creek Brawl. Um, yeah,
2: we, we we can get into those details a bit, too, because I think one of the like notable stories that came out of The Young Master was that infamous story about there being an original, like three hour version that Jackie (laughs) handed to the studio. They're like, what are you doing? He's like, no, it's, this is like, you know, we can adjust scheduling and the theater so people can watch this three hour long film. And then, yeah, they were like, no, that's not going to work. So they had their own editor go through and recut it. And then, yeah, Jackie was in the U S for, um, for battle Creek brawl. And, um there's actually a really uh good featurette on the 88 films release which is also something i want to mention and it's completely about the cuts of the film and i i feel like we we definitely want to mention these different cuts of the movie on yeah, the podcast totally. but honestly everything that you need to know about all of it is covered perfectly in this art of the cut featurette um by a man named Radek yeah, they they really go into all of the um, ideas behind why which cut exists and uh, the differences between them. And I I know that's something that we really do like to talk about on the podcast. But I can't mention that without mentioning this featurette, which is no, that's is super really exciting.
0: Great. And like we almost never have that kind of luxury. I mean, usually yeah. there's um, there are maybe two available cuts of Hong Kong films, like a domestic cut and either a Taiwanese or a Japanese or some other kind of international cut. Um, but yeah, there are, I mean, there are definitely these interesting stories of people that have seen, uh, seen sequences that have never kind of shown up uh, elsewhere and, yeah
2: and stuff I'd- like that. I'd also want to just talk about uh, my history with the movie because this uh, when when I first saw The Young Master, it was at a time when I was really excited about Jackie, like early, mid-90s. My underdeveloped Hong Kong cinema brain saw it, and I was like, oh, this looks like the old stuff. I don't want to watch this. So (laughs) I kind of wrote it off for a while, and I I never really gave it a fair shake. Um, So now revisiting it, it's uh, it's really exciting for me to see this film because it's it's like you were saying, Marty. This is this is Jackie kind of, in a, in a big way, coming into a modern form as uh, not just a, a actor on screen and a fighter on screen, but as a director. Because Fearless Hyena definitely is his first directorial film, but I feel like this is like um, more of him figuring out like more solidly what he wants. I th- I still feel like yeah. this exists in like a growing pains because he's he's taking those original like uh period kung fu film tropes and he's trying to break away from them and I think in some ways he's more successful than others, but I really think it's an exciting kind of time capsule into where action cinema was going in hong kong and uh, in some cases in this movie you see it actually evolving in real time yeah that's what <laughs> i was gonna say time, is yeah. over the course of the movie it feels
1: like you can see jackie kind of figuring out what he wants to do mm-hmm. and you can feel it from the beginning going from like an old school golden harvest or even like shaw brothers adjacent kind of yeah, yeah. film really? Yeah. To the like, because like and early on, it's, you know, the very first thing is like a, a lion dance and, you know, very classic Chinese kind of thing. And by the end of it, you have, you know, Jackie in a dress with flamenco music playing and stuff yeah. that's <laughs> right. like, that feels a lot more. Of like the, the Jackie stuff that we're expecting to see in the
2: 80s. Mm-hmm. The other thing I wanted to say real quick, too, is that, you know, we always talk about how big Snake in the Eagle's Shadow and Drunken Master were for him and how he like basically exploded into cinema from that point on. But um, I was revisiting his uh, biography, uh, Never Grow Up, the newer one. And um, it, there was a funny quote that I got. And it's it's basically he says, and the quote is after 15 years of hard work, I became an overnight success. So it's like <laughs> one of these ideas where it's like, yeah, uh, to get to this point where we have the young master and the, the popularity of, uh, those, uh, two other films, snake and the Eagle shadow and drunken master. There's a whole like careers worth of hard work behind yeah, it. Oh my goodness, and we're finally totally. getting to see like the maturity and, um, the, uh, the kind of ingenuity of what we would know from Jackie Chan as a director and as an action star.
0: Dude, really, really well put Matthew. I'm curious, like, um, how, how did the movie land for you in terms of like situating it between, you know, Jackie international super spy action hero <laughs> and kind of classic, the classic Kung Fu films that we've seen.
1: Yeah, no, it was, it was cool. I honestly, I, I maybe I was also uh, judging a book by its cover. I definitely wasn't expecting to enjoy it as much as I did. Mm. Um, It was, uh, it it is definitely more kind of classic Kung Fu movie than a lot of other Jackie stuff, but it's, it's really cool and it's incredibly well done. Lots of really great fights and set pieces. And, and it, it genuinely is pretty funny. Like it doesn't start off super funny, but it, it, it gets to be pretty comedic by the end
0: yeah Um, totally
1: and a uh a a big thing that helps is that that the 88 films like the master they have of it is beautiful (laughs) it's it's very pretty it's taken from a 2k
2: transfer yeah yeah and um yeah i guess we can start talking about this release too because also in a similar way i'm me thinking like oh i mean i i do i mean i love this guy but this isn't one of the ones that i would gravitate towards originally so um they released like Honestly, it's like a Bible of this film. There's a two-disc release. The original run came with a hard-slip case, and it came with its own book with a written biography on Jackie and uh, just other supplemental um, writing to do with the film. And it's... It's so great. It's insane. Yeah, it's it's insane. So you've got uh, two versions of the export release, and then you've got the, the theatrical release. And uh, besides that, you've got a, a buttload of extra features. Like I said, the the art of the cut and then some archived interviews and some extra features. Um, Rick Baker has a feature in there and he talks a little bit about the the... Um, the triad stories, the the low way drama, that, yeah. <laughs> that went on behind the scenes supposedly, and I mean, I don't, I don't know anything firsthand, so it's just fun to hear these gossip things, and and it's exciting to hear how crazy this industry was at the time, and yeah. um, you you also like, I I mean, moving away from it, like, cause like honestly, I feel like if, even if you saw this movie a long time ago and you thought, oh yeah, I wonder what it's like, just to see it now. That's this is the. There's no other option. You need to just buy this 88 Films release because it's it's too good. Now I think you can find it cheaper, but you won't get it with the full um, book and hard slipcase. But it's still an amazing release to check out. And also, Kung Fu uh, Bob does amazing disc art for this, and it's they use his art in the menus and they use his art on the the slipcase and on the discs, and it Man, just so cool. looks super cool. This has been unboxing with Carlos. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have to mention it because it's like crazy. Yeah, it's that, it's we that had good. Yeah. Su- a, such a high level of appreciation for this. And I mean, honestly, I, I'm benefiting it on the microphone right now from it. So I have to mention it. It's too yeah. good.
0: Dude, totally. Oh. And like we've called out before, I mean, when we started the podcast, honestly, um, yeah. The home vi- like the home video market for kung fu films was like pretty barren.
2: It's crazy. Um, yeah, it so really
0: is. is amazing. Like
1: cuz in my head all of this very much like and, and a lot of it does go back to that like, you know, Quentin Tarantino early 2000s. In yeah. my head that's where a lot of this lives cuz that's where there was kind of a big Jackie resurgence and a bunch of this stuff came over. So it's really cool that in the in the era of HD we do have a bunch of these releases coming out. And it's cool that it coincided with their show getting bigger, so <laughs> That's nice. yeah, yeah, makes totally.
2: it makes it a bit easier for us, right? It does, yes, <laughs> yes, I, yes, I, yes. I am also. It's an interesting discourse to think about, but um, now that we've got these, a, a lot of these new releases have new commentary tracks with people that share this appreciation like us. But you also can. Sometimes you can tell that the stuff that they're telling you they heard on, like, another commentary track yeah. from somewhere else. And I actually – I didn't take time to listen to the commentary for this film. I, I did watch the different versions of the film. But um I, I think it's an interesting kind of conversation about uh, commentaries because, like, some people – are very there's different flavors of commentary right, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah some people are very excited of, to be talking about the film some people are very academic and i think that um just like discourse on the internet you have to consider the source so um i don't know i i, I guess i don't hear a lot of people talking about that and i I used to not really care about commentary tracks as much, but now, of course, as we're doing this podcast more and more, you you want to learn as much as you can about the things that we're covering. So yeah, and um, I think
0: in a lot of cases for Hong Kong cinema, for whatever reason, you know, commentaries that we have now and commentaries from the last twenty years are, are some of the only sources, in the what yeah. are like in English. Um, that really document a lot of what was going on behind the scenes. And I'm so excited that there seems to be like a growing appetite Mm. for all of this, but it, um, I think a lot of us are frustrated that there aren't more, you know, available materials, but I'm, I don't know. I'm guessing that that will change too. Just, um, just as kind of the amount of releases has really grown. Hopefully we're also going to get some, I don't know, some interesting like research or memoirs or other kinds of like documentation of um, kind of what was happening during this, (laughs) this like crazy point in history. Yeah.
2: Yeah, The thing like, you know, Raymond Chow just passed within the last year or
1: two. I was going to say that's another problem is that a lot of the people who who did work on all of these are dying because these are movies from the seventies. And if you were in your twenties in the seventies, then you're in your seventies now. So
0: dude, totally. And it's interesting. I I unearthed the, like an old um, Hong Kong legends commentary of the young master, just kind of digging into it. And um, one of the things that's brought up is that, you know, actually like in Hong Kong and in Chinese culture, um, it's really seen as bad form to kind of talk about your old, um, successes in in this way. Um, it would be sort of seen in their eyes as though they were trying to kind of ride on Jackie Chan's success and his coattails and that, that, I don't know, just that it it, it would be a less kind of like reputable thing to do. And, um, so there are also, I think these like cultural forces that make it really difficult to just kind of get at the stories.
2: Even when you hear Jackie talking about, making films like when he's talking about making the young master he's talking about not wanting to do what he did in fearless hyena or the the you know he's like i did this thing and now i don't i don't want to do that again i want to do a new thing so i'm not you know i i'm on to the next one and i i think a lot of times yeah that's that's why we we're trying to dig up all of this old stuff but that's one of the reasons why we can't because it's like Everybody's moving forward, and it's moving forward so fast that it's covering up the other stuff and it's covering it up until it's buried under like four or five layers, and the people that yeah. might have even known how to get to those things are also gone so yeah it's it's interesting but i i again i I want to spin it back to uh being able to appreciate uh all of the stuff that we have right now it's it's super cool, and I'm really excited to just dig into this film Dude, yeah yeah that's that's what I was gonna say. Is we
1: should we should the the one thing that we do have <laughs> is a very beautiful version of the movie. So yeah. we should talk about the movie itself, dude. Yeah, yeah but, but first let's take a look at the back of the VHS. An injury at the Qingfeng School sets the wheels in motion for the long journey of two orphan brothers. When student Lung covers for his friend Kyung after he sustains an injury, he unknowingly has to face him in competition. A betrayal and a loss and long after his friend and away from his martial arts family, forcing him to face the world and become his own master. Jackie Chan's second directorial effort coming into his own on this new take on classic ideas of kung fu cinema. Jackie stars alongside Wei Pai, Wang In-Shek, and many more of action cinema's finest. Dragon and Tiger face off in The Young Master! So the movie starts in a pretty darn traditional way, actually, with like a <laughs> right. big like New Year's festival where they're training for and the lion dance and stuff, and like getting their outfits ready, and then the and then the lion dance itself. It's it's funny. It's it's like weirdly traditional, given what I'm kind of expecting. Like even with I mean even compared to like even Snake and the Eagle Shadow and Drunken Master, I feel like aren't quite that standard. Right, Yeah, yeah they're kind
0: of like counter-cultural or irreverent or something mm, in some way. But it's
1: shot way more dynamically, which is cool. Like, yeah. there's a lot of good close-ups and, you know, close-ups and crowd shots, not as many like static on a set kind of filming.
2: Yeah. when When it comes to the podcast... Um, I, I think of definitely. I think of Dreadnought. You know. Oh and, yeah. You know we've we've got a situation. Which that was from, what the year after this. It's yeah. Early, the Eighty one. Eighty one. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And Yumuping. So um, that that's a little bit of a different situation though because um, what we have here isn't like a northern versus a southern style lion dance. These are two southern style lion dances and. And, and it's a competition in a similar way, but um, what you have here is really cool. They they each have to do this thing where it's at the same time performative and combative. And um, the way that they execute that in the choreography is really fun. Um, you see this school here and um, their star student has been injured and... Um, he he can't perform in the lion dance. So then Jackie's character. So in in the dub they call them Dragon and Tiger. If I'm remembering right, and in the uh, original yeah. it's Long and Kyung. So L- Long is like Dragon anyway. So um, yeah, I was gonna say it, Long and Kyung kind of just mean Dragon. And, and it tiger, also calls but, to yeah. Jackie's Sing Long, like the, the the name that people might have been uh, more familiar with. But um, yeah. so. Yeah, the, the way it plays out is super cool because you see the the lion dance and it becomes this physical feat situation, and they have to make their way up to a scaffolding basically. And as they're going through, they're um, the lions are like consuming these these um, like heads of lettuce, and in the end, there has to be one lion up at the top, and that's where the competition comes in. It's pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, I I, I was kind of thinking this
1: is being kind of pedantic but i I always figure line dance is like a you know it's a performative thing so like is there like a referee or something (laughs) that like makes sure that they're they're at the right level of performing (laughs) while also fighting
2: it's a bit nebulous but i think that that part (laughs) of the mystery i guess for us as foreign viewers part of the mystery is what makes it interesting (laughs) and and there's like a guy taking bets on it too which insinuates that it's not just completely set up
1: it's like <laughs> taking bets on professional wrestling or something. Yeah. yeah right. So. Who's
0: going to eat more lettuce? In this case? <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: but the, the the big reveal here is that the Jackie's school has the gold lion um, and the star student. Um, he is revealed is under the head of the black line, even though he thought that he was uh,
2: he thought that he was injured. Yeah, I, I thought it was pretty funny too because um, one of the schoolmates is tai Po, who's we've seen in plenty of yeah. Jackie movies, and he always plays a slime ball like snake guy, <laughs> but he's <laughs> actually not the trickster here. And it's actually, yeah, Kung, who's played by Wei Pai, who uh, I don't think we've seen since Five Venoms, but he's the snake in yeah, Five I Venoms. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> uh,
1: yes, yes, he is. Yeah. Did is I ever show
2: you that? guys the. Um, I have a framed photo of the snake on my computer. Did I ever show you a picture of that? So, dude, no. Well, I was at like a resale shop, like Goodwill or something, and I found this like gold uh, picture frame that is—it's it's a gold snake wrapped around the frame. So I actually <laughs> went and I printed the picture of the snake sitting <laughs> Him in like his on throat. on the chair. Yeah. Yes, oh, dude. Perfect. And that's been sitting on my mantle at the Hell computer yeah. desk ever since. <laughs>
1: Move over, mom.
2: Yeah. No, it's it's literally... Okay, I'm looking right now, and it's <laughs> Wei-Pai, and then on my wall are two prints that uh, Warren made me, and one is Jackie, and one is Atoichi. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yes, there you so go. That's pretty perfect. <laughs> I'll take a picture of that now. Maybe I'll share that on our social yeah, media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That
1: could be, yeah. <laughs> so the fight ends with the the gold lion and Jackie's school uh, losing, and... <laughs> Uh, I, I love I it's just the the idea of taking bets on so I'm like this is really funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> and then the guy who's like plays the the slime balls like kind of kind of like weaves his way throughout the rest of the movie, which I was like,
2: totally expecting him to be kind of a one-off guy, but mm-hmm. The, the the other thing that I guess we could talk about a bit is the different versions of the film. So, uh I the one I shared with you guys was the theatrical cut um for yeah. reasons we'll talk about. But um the uh there's a classic dub of this and that's the one that I originally saw and um Oh man, I wish I could, I wish I got that one cuz oh, I, I yeah, did listen I,
1: to the the one of the 88 films dub. It's fine, but it's a very like there's early an anime kind of Yeah, it feels it feels like kind of b
2: team anime dubbers yeah, doing yeah. it yeah um, right. yeah so there's that and that, but then that has this the theatrical cut scoring which is nice but the the original oh, cool. uh dub has its own separate score which was made for the, like the the internet i mean yeah like oh. the, the export release basically and oh, cool. um it was scored by japanese uh duo the, the music for that version is by Akira Inoue and Ryudo Uzaki. So um you can find it on YouTube. Uh just the score. Some somebody uploaded some tracks. And it's some nice. Hero. Yeah, it's it's very yeah. funk fusion. Um but yeah, I listened um, to a couple. Oh. That's the one that you shared. Yeah. It's yeah, I
1: listened to a couple of them. I was like, huh, Yeah, that's cool.
2: yeah it's pretty cool. I, I do like it. But the, the real star for us same But it's not Gustav Holst. Yeah, so. like, <laughs> they, yeah, Frankie Chan handles the music for the uh, theatrical release. Yeah. Which we
0: should say, like, DJ Frankie Chan at this point. Because that's, I mean, so much of what his genius is, is it's like pulling from his record collection or the music library and knowing just what to place where. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, d- yeah it's DJ is it's funny to describe a person as being the movie's DJ but basically yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's awesome.
1: But yeah, um, but, it, yeah but yeah, it prominently features music from Gustav Holst's Planets. Yeah. uh Suite, which is probably my favorite piece of orchestral music is, oh, is the whole suite. Um it's cuz it was one of those that as a um as a kid I remember hearing it and being like that's Star Wars. <laughs> right, right. Um but yeah, if you if you haven't heard any of it, it's worth listening to all of it, but particularly um Mars and Jupiter are the two standouts that everyone will hear in different places. Including um, this, but yeah. I including did. this, yeah. And you hear you hear a few of the other ones too, which is mm. cool. Um but Mars in particular, you'll hear it and you're like, oh, that's like they're flying into the Death Star. <laughs> like <laughs>
0: it
1: is it is very um which actually that that's, that is one thing that the guy in the commentary points out is that in snake and the Eagle shadow, they rip music directly from star, from Wars, star Wars. And yeah. in this, they're kind of using music from the thing that inspired music for star Wars. Yeah. It's totally. um, Yeah. The,
0: the DJ cut of, um, you know, the work print of star Wars, like had that had Holst in it. And, um, yeah, it, it's anyways, like we, Talk about that and underscore. A lot.
1: Let's, as I say, I'm let's sorry, let's like, not, like, no, you, I don't want this podcast yeah. to 15 oh, hours of Marty talking about the, we
0: won't derail it. Yeah.
1: The back, the backstory of Star Wars. But
0: <laughs> yeah, we can just point to that. That's,
2: yeah. <laughs> Dang, I want to know. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. But, um, yeah. Patreon bonus. <laughs> yeah. Um, what happens? I, I don't know if we got far beyond this lion dance, but, um, as they're doing the lion dance, the. uh, Uh, Long understands that it's his senior brother that's the other lion and then it becomes this battle and actually there's a moment where it looks like they're gonna win the gold lion's gonna win but he sacrifices himself to save his senior brother and that's his downfall so in saving him he makes himself vulnerable and senior brother kicks the lion head down yeah and then it's like this shocking like loss to everybody. Not only did they lose, but they lost face for the whole school. Yeah, so, totally. yeah, yeah. Now everyone, everyone is thinks that the school
1: is weak and is picking on them and stuff. Yeah,
0: and they definitely will hear about it from their their headmaster.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's the the master is played by Tien Feng, who's uh, we've we've seen him in a few things, but he's in Fist of Fury. He's the
0: yeah, he's like the, yeah, the new totally. master. Yeah, most um, recently yeah, nice it would to be his tomorrow, tomorrow and, yep.
2: yeah. and a better tomorrow, yeah. Um, and on the the other school, it's the Yi school. Um, the most prominent face that you'll see, besides kind of like a character they just call Uncle, um, uh, is uh Fan Mei Sheng, who you would see in uh, Magnificent Butcher, and that's the yeah. big guy, right? Yeah, and yeah. um. He, they basically set it up so it looks like he got out of the lion so that um, uh, Kyung gets off scot-free. And you see him after the contest receiving his bribe for helping them win. Yeah. And Jackie ain't no snitch. Yeah. <laughs> no. He, yeah. He
1: he he covers for his brother even though he probably shouldn't.
2: <laughs> yeah, you get to see this kind of distraught, you know. Actually in the first like I guess act of the film is where Jackie basically does the most acting <laughs> or you know, he's struggling with these emotions and he's being punished and mm-hmm. um, you see that the school that he's in kind of reflects like some of the stuff you'd hear from when they were in the China Drama Academy in the Peking Uh, school learning all this stuff the the punishment from their master and the kind of like (laughs) as i say the the abuse that they yeah (laughs) Yeah, it definitely feels like there's got
0: to be like overtones of like the yu jim yun Mm -hmm. experience Mm because even compared to like similar um sort of similar plotted kung fu films this is a very big school of like a lot of guys and it does Mm -hmm. they uh, yeah, it's also implied that they all like live there at the school, which that that is that's, more of like what Jackie like one,
1: one of the was. students is just a kid. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. everyone else seems like maybe like maybe late teens, early 20s, and one of them's like 10. Yeah,
2: it, yeah. it seems like this very stone faced father, but there's kind of a heart of gold. Underneath. Yeah, yeah. You do get a little bit of that idea in the film itself. So it's good that Jackie kind of yeah. is portraying that. And here. Jackie has this
0: big dramatic um, you know, tears in his eyes, crying sequence. And yeah. I, I feel like it reminds me a a lot of um what Jackie is is doing in this movie, which is it's like through just like sheer tenacity and hard work, he's like just trying to force great movie making. And um I guess what you might be able to say critically about The Young Master is that it might not all fit together kind of aesthetically or yeah. thematically and even say in this this scene with Jackie crying into the camera you you really can't knock it cuz it's very moving but in in a way that um it doesn't seem all that sort of like artistically aware of what's happening in the scene and like where it ought to be coming from and going to, but you can't help but like Marvel at just like how hard (laughs) this dude is acting, I guess. Mm. Um, Which
1: that kind of feels like it's part of him kind of throwing film techniques at the wall and seeing what sticks. Totally. Totally. Like one of it is like, what if I just go really big and act while, you know, while Venus is playing in the background.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Um, man, Venus is such a great movement. Uh, it really is. It's 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 under. I think Mercury is my favorite. Of, like besides the. the oh, dude, yeah, I love. That. Anyways, um. <laughs> So uh, but yeah, that's the because the master is kind of reprimanding them after we had a few movements because like no one's respecting them out there. And so he's like criticizing them for for not like being a uh, being a lackluster school. One one beat I do love is he like says to one like your belts, your belts off. And he's like tells him to redo it and you can oh, see the other students like from behind the back or <laughs> yeah, like checking great. to make sure
2: it's tied right. Yeah, it's a very relatable moment where It really is. You're yeah. in school and you realize somebody got in trouble for something you're doing. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> oh, uh Yeah, that's awesome. What ends up happening with Kung is that he, he's roping Lung into more mischief and yeah. he he he's basically getting like a, A lady of the night to show up at the school yeah yeah and having lung cover for him but that ends up blowing up in his face and then he and the master have a huge falling out so um uh, lung takes this pretty personally and uh he's he's pretty upset about it but um that kind of sets the wheels into motion for what Um, becomes basically um jackie becoming the young master and i I feel like the title the young master is kind of like his character going off on his own but it also is kind of a signal to the audience that jackie is kind of trying to do his own thing now and i think that that's kind of a a dude i love that take on it that's great yeah Mm. i know the the original title is something like like younger um like younger brother, brother and older brother, like going out, like on a journey. But um, I feel like the Young Masters, there's I mean, almost like it's more well known the, under this title, and that's that's kind of just what I'm, my take is on it. No, totally feel that. Uh, the kind of the next
1: beat we get is the a fight between uh, Jackie and Fan Mei Xing. and it's a it's a cool it's a cool fight, but it it again it feels kind of old school. It's a lot of the the in one of the interviews that that Carla shared with us jackie says it's it's like a pow 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 kind of fight
2: <laughs> yeah young master the beginning of the movie still you you can tell bo- 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 this kind of fighting
1: which i think is a cool idea where it's like like you see each like each step of the choreography and stuff yeah um, totally. but he has this fan and he has, has a lot of cool stuff with the fan
0: Yeah, this is probably the most um, well-remembered sequence of the movie, I would say. Um, And I know it's kind of notorious because there's one particular shot of Jackie catching the fan like three or four times that allegedly is in the Guinness Book of World Records for like most amount of takes in a movie. Really? You know what's so funny? It's it's like in the hundreds, I believe. Yeah, Um, it's
2: it's so funny to me because I, yeah, you hear, I think in Art of the Cut, um, uh, they say like something like, 200 or 300 times and then i also heard like 500 times and then i looked at jackie chan my stunts and he says in there that he did it like 120 times and then in his like biography he says it's like 50 times so it's like kind of all over the place (laughs) but regardless it's, it's kind of just like a signal to um what he was trying to achieve with this film finally having totally. the backing of golden harvest and the budget you see the budget on screen throughout most of the film the the sets and everything look beautiful and um
0: the, yeah totally the,
2: the costuming too i think looks really nice but um yeah he's he can just go for it he, he doesn't have to worry about money now i think you know with yeah. that big backing, he can execute these ideas to the fullest ex- extent. Right, and
0: I think uh, like part of the reason that this transfer um, looks as good as it does is we've talked about this before um, when comparing Golden Harvest to seasonal films or some of the independents. Is like it was better film stock most of the time, um, better cameras and uh, equipment and mm. uh, more experienced focus pullers. It's like kind of kind of everything and you really see that all coming to play alongside just some great choreography and commitment so yeah I mean this fancy um it, it is funny when I go back to watch the young master uh I do have a little bit of a it, it's a little hard because this is I this is like my favorite sequence kind of like not by a mile but by quite a bit um and I not that I don't enjoy like other sequences in the rest of the movie and definitely like Yun Biu's entrance is amazing and stuff. But um this is uh I do th- I do feel like this is Jackie showing that he can go toe to toe, you know, with Samo and Yun ping and like mm. creating this kind of inventive uh sequence that's that you know is of this of this era, which is like a more kinetic kind of kung fu, but it's still posed and traditional. Um and it's interesting also to put it in some context, we've talked about a couple of films that were released around the same time, but um you know both Yun Ho Ping and Samo have Golden Harvest films in production kind of around the same time as Young yeah. Master. Right. Uh, Magn- you know, Yunbiu, Biu, I believe was kind of going back and forth between the two movies, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Cause yeah, this came out in like January of 80. And I think it was December of 79 that magnificent butcher came out. Um, and Sammo, I think was also working on knockabout shortly before that. So it's uh, yeah, you just, ha- you have to imagine the kind of competition that was in the air too. And oh, man. That's what I love with the what this sequence. Stuff. Yeah. I love what this sequence says. It's like, I don't know. Um this is right right up there with a great wu Ping or a great Samo sequence and much of the rest of the Young Master um is a little less interested in trying to kind of compete in like traditional kung fu cinema terms and it um it's more about Jackie really being excited about uh, what just looks great on camera in general, and like what would be exciting um, just in terms of stunts, not necessarily in terms of just pure fighting?
2: The other thing that is uh, interesting to me is that you mentioned how much better this looks now, and uh, I can definitely notice that Fam Mei Sheng is pretty much doubled throughout most of the sequence and there are only certain body types you can really use to double that so i'm thinking that that's Chang kong yeah that apparently is confirmed yeah that is oh uh, really oh cool oh i feel good about that but (laughs) because you can totally see that there's a wig and some some pretty shoddy facial well, and that hair dude like
0: he, he i don't know like does he ever get to shine in a movie that's what like, I, again yeah. you go back to snake and eagle shadow and he's yep. like kind of the butt of the joke mm-hmm. um but yeah he's definitely great he's that. like
2: this he you, you think he falls into one of those character actors that's always going to be there named fatty you know he's probably just always going <laughs> to yeah. be named fatty <laughs> yeah. in movies but uh, um, you yeah. also have to remind yourself that all of these people were handpicked to be in this film and Jackie's operating at this level that he really wants a uh, certain quality. So you even have to look at these character actors and if they're involved in any action, like we'll see later on the, the cross-eyed police officer. Um, there's the sequence in the temple and everybody there is just operating at such a high level and it's just it's just so good. And these are also guys that have to be ridiculous and goofy at the same time. Dude, totally. This is just a little tangent.
1: I did I did pop over to Chang-Kam's, uh HKMDB and did a search for Fat, and he plays nine characters out of fifty seven <laughs> oh, roles that are called man. Fat or Fatty uh, or gosh. Fatso or yep. something like that. Oh, and one called Piggy. I miss Piggy. Oh yeah, so. there we go. <laughs>
2: oh
1: yeah. man, that's gonna
2: happen. <laughs> that's how it goes. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> but um, so yeah. now we get to we got to get to see our, our our kind of big bad for the movie. Um, this is
0: huge, and this Which, is where yeah. Mars comes out. And yes, effect. yeah, this is not yeah, this not is Mars where, the not actor. Mars the actor. Yeah, sorry, who's not also Mars in. the actor. <laughs> yeah, I think he was working on a seasonal films movie at um, the time. Um, nice. So he wasn't. He's not as. Yeah, you'd expect yeah. to be seeing Mars all over the place, but you will but hear the, Mars. The
1: piece Mars by Holst is playing in here.
0: Because
1: this is this is whenever the um, kind of the rival school, their master is like tied up on this cart and has his hands and, and feet bound. Um and they come in to the, the this rival school comes in to to free him. And the rival school consists of some of our favorites of Harkon yeah. Fung, Lee Hoi Song, Le and of course uh Wei Pai again. Um but yeah, this is this is a really cool fight too. Oh yeah, this is It's a great, is, uh, so it's cool. a great and, outdoor um, uh scene. It's very it, it A me I think it might literally be One of the places that they shot in Drunken um, Master, in Drunken Master, Snake in the Little Shadow. I think, I think, way back when we did that episode, I think I said that it kind of looked. It reminded me of like the construction sites near where I grew up because there's lots of, yeah, you did mention lots of very young kind of trees next to a big like open dirt field. Mm. And I know a lot of another, a lot of Southern China and and Hong Kong has a strangely similar climate to Southern Georgia. (laughs) Nice. Um, Cause there's, cause there's, um, my dad was a forester cause there's invasive species of plants that came from China that don't have ah, the same, gotcha. the same like things to, to stop them in, in, uh, America. Oh, snap. anyways, this has been forestry talk with Matthew. Dude, we
0: need some like Georgia set Kung Fu films. <laughs> yeah, I can
1: would... see it. I mean, yeah, there's, there's so many like hip hop guys from Atlanta that I'm sure are wild about the. Uh, you, I feel you, you've seen more about, talking about like anime, but I'm sure there's plenty there into Hong Kong stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude,
0: totally. Totally. But,
2: okay, yeah, this this is insane. So, yeah, you've got Har Kong, Fo, you've got basically these ringers, uh, yeah. you know, these like action star ringers that are just arriving to the scene, and they're unleashing Wang In-sik, who we've seen in Way of the Dragon. Yeah. And the, the other Wang
0: In-sik, he's just, yeah. he's yeah, he's sick,
2: literally. In this, yes. movie. yeah, he's he's so incredible. incredible. The um, thing that I really enjoy about it is, um, you know, we we saw him in Way of the Dragon, and he basically exists in Way of the Dragon to just kind of to get beat up, get beat kind of. up, and um, I you know, there were some behind the scenes stories about that also, where he was kind of saying some comments, and then Bruce Lee wanted to really make him pay on screen. So, um, but what you see here is just this crazy level of precision yeah. and like dynamic dynamic like movement and yeah. just rhythm that it's it's honestly when you see it, he gets released and he basically has like this akuma level like entrance <laughs> Yeah, because he's—I mean—he's abusing like
1: specials on people. Yeah. Like people are getting right. pulled back on wires and crashing through the
2: card. And he's doing lots like, of undercranking, yeah, no, good and call. powder. Yeah. yeah, these moves that defy gravity. Really, like he's sweeping a guy and then hitting him in midair, and it's almost—it's like maybe like a minute a minute and a half, but yes. it feels like you're watching a super cut of like somebody's best moments from their film. Like yeah. dude, that's,
0: oh, that's so well set. And honestly, it's like, it's amazing that, um, yeah, this is a movie that sort of contains multitudes in a way. I completely agree with you that this is in terms of running time, it's a short sequence, but the impact is incredible. And it's funny that Jackie is taking this approach here when Jackie's very involved in this sequence. Apparently he's doubling for one of the guys that gets kicked actually. Yeah. Um, but the fact that he has this like, I don't know, philosophically completely opposite approach with the finale of the film, which is really just about length over kind of creativity. I mean, I guess, yeah, I'm just kind of spilling the beans on my take on it. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's noteworthy because it's just crazy long, but it's funny. It almost doesn't feel like the same mind behind this sequence. Um, but that—that that is also Jackie at this, you know, in the early 80s here. He he has just so many ideas and maybe even conflicting ideas at times. But, God, dude, yeah, Huang Ying-sik ends up, I think, looking like the best martial artist of the movie. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah. That, really anytime he's sequence. performing in, in this film, I mean, you're like, well, this guy could have been an amazing fighter in can you imagine him and bruce lee like pairing off against each other in a real way like this like it would it would be historic
0: yeah Um, it does make you think that like oh is did bruce have some insecurity or something
2: well bruce very famously was you know he was the star he wanted to be the star he's the kung fu superman and you get a different ideology ideological um, thing here with Jackie being the everyman. So it's kind of cool to see him put like somebody with a high amount of skill up really high to kind of really set that up for a finale in, in a film like this.
0: Dude, totally. I also want to shout out um, how cool it is that not only do we have Harkong Fung, but his dad um, in the same sequence. So uh,
2: Yeah, yeah that's so his right. I completely forgot about that.
0: His dad plays the guy with the kind of crooked yes, thank the crooked you so face much. and the
2: I know we 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 for sure mentioned that on a on a different The spectacles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, his name
0: is Fong Fong, the actor. Yeah.
1: And it's funny because whenever I read that that was his dad, I was like, oh, yeah,
2: you you can see it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can see the the familiar resemblance. So they end up uh, releasing this criminal. And uh, one of the notable features about Wei-Pai's character, Kyung, is that he was fighting with a large white fan. So uh, now in typical fashion, you're going to have some not as professional police officers looking Mm -hmm. for a man in a giant white with a giant white fan and that leads them to uh harass Jackie's character but thankfully it gives us I mean not more than a minute or two after this last sequence another amazing sequence of action and something that really calls to I mean, what you would see Jackie doing with a ladder, you know, decades later. And um, here, what he... Dude, yeah. You know, it's like he's disarming all of these police officers who have swords in their hands. And then he's using it to a comical effect, but honestly showing each of them up uh, pretty uh, definitively. Um, The other thing I wanted to mention, too, is that uh, Yun Tak is one of the police officers here. So we get another... Another little fortune on screen with us,
0: dude. Yeah, totally. And then we have, yeah, Ma Chao is is famous, kind of cross eyed. Um, <laughs>
2: he's literally called a cross eye, I think. In this, <laughs>
0: dude, that's got to be eighty percent of his filmography. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I
2: mean, hey, if you if you can do it, then why yeah. not? They get yeah. handled pretty easily, and he runs off to get the 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 chief, the sheriff. And we don't get to see him yet, but we are introduced to two other main characters. One is the chief's daughter, played by Lily Lee, who, um, yeah, I feel like it's been a while since we've seen her, but definitely Executioners yeah. from Shaolin is uh, is is one of the roles that we know her for. And mm-hmm. uh, Bu makes uh, a short appearance and brings him into the movie. Yeah, well,
0: and they were also brother and sister in uh, Dreadnought.
2: Oh, definitely, yeah. yes, of course. It's it's so fun seeing those those connecting lines. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. No laundry here, though. Actually, there is some laundry. There's some laundry on. later. Yeah. yeah <laughs> but she doesn't do any laundry kung fu. No laundry kung fu. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh man, I but, would just love like Yun Bu answering the door. Um, and he's I I, I don't know.
2: It's it's uh, like a teaser, right? It's like totally. There's they like don't this show his face, but you see fun. his hair, and then he walks off camera, and you're like that was, that was him, you know, it was,
0: (laughs) and there's something that like our, these current version of the movies aren't really, uh, capturing. And, um, it was called out kind of on the Hong Kong legend, uh, commentary. And it's, and I know, like, I feel like I always forget about it too, but it was really the custom kind of through a lot of like the Shaw brothers era and into the kind of early, even into the early eighties where, um, the appearance of a character on screen, usually with a close up or snap zoom or something, would be accompanied by the text of like their character name and the actor name too. Mm. Um, so that likely is what would have happened there with Yoon view The reveal of the sheriff later, like we see just, um, we see him from behind initially until we finally get this close up. That also would have been this like name reveal. Um, So there's this kind of like fun, almost like cameo quality to how a lot of that worked in the theater at the time. And we just don't, um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's a a little unfortunate that that hasn't found a way to kind of survive.
2: Yeah, yeah. um, And I, yeah, yeah, I didn't really realize that initially. But yeah, even when they introduce the sheriff who we see shortly after, you get a little dance between Yumbyu and Jackie, which is really fun. And Yumbyu has this bench that becomes his like trademark yeah, dude, weapon, which is is awesome to think about. But uh, shortly after he is uh, Jackie's character escapes, he bumps into the sheriff, who is played by Sekin. Obviously, yep. Enter the Dragons, Mister Han, and yeah, um, yeah and they show him in from like behind. almost every Wong, black and white Wong Fei Hung.
1: Movie. Yeah. yeah yeah total
2: really. total legend like a, a, a legend a
1: legend crazy. in
2: hong kong that hong
1: kong audiences would be like
2: oh hey that guy yeah when you see yeah, when you see sure. him on screen and we're talking about a chinese new year film everyone would have been pointing at the screen like oh hey yeah yeah you know so i i like what you're saying there marty that's pretty great mm-hmm. um uh but yeah the other thing i was gonna say is there. The, the sequence with uh, Jackie speaking with Sakine is it's so clever. <laughs> in both the dub and in the original audio, they're kind of playfully dancing around like the topic. Well, Jackie's character doesn't really understand what's happening. Yeah.
0: You live around here? No. I'm just waiting for someone. This someone is very special. Oh, how come? He robs banks. Rescues convicts. He's not afraid of the police either and dares to drink with the chief. Cool customer. Oh, wow. is he really such a tough guy? Mm. Guess so. But he's short-sighted. Short-sighted? You mean he can't see too well? Right, I think he must be blind. Huh? He's already here. Uh, here now? But where? <laughs> you
1: can't see him. <laughs> and that's, I, I like that. He's basically says the guy that I'm looking for. is So stupid. He wouldn't realize that I was talking about him. I was saying yeah. it right in front of his face. Yeah. He's definitely
0: some like Freddie Wong and Sam, the seed. Yes. Um, vibe
1: oh perfect uh,
0: in yep. a in a in a really good way mhm
2: yeah.
1: mm-hmm. and it's it's cool the um Jin bu and the bench almost it, it feels very Bruce Lee, like the poses and stuff he's doing Oh, his three. feel very like kind of kind of like fist of fury, like dude, I love that super yeah. confident, yeah the look to it. um but yeah, he's uh yeah bench- bench kung fu, and now it's bench versus bench. <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: Yep. It starts to bench versus bench for a bit, but he's pretty outclassed. But yeah. I, I do really love that Sakin uh who uh in the original audio he's called like just three and and uh Yun is called like four. And uh he hands him a pole to fight and he's he's giving Jackie's character advantage over his son and then it turns yeah. the tide of the battle. Um really fun stuff.
1: He does beat Yun Bu, but then you know everything gets revealed, and and Jackie gets put into handcuffs, and then and then they run into quicksand,
0: which <laughs> yeah.
1: I was not expecting quicksand
2: in this movie. You guys remember when you were a kid and you were scared of quicksand?
0: I know, like every other movie <laughs> reminded yeah. you. I mean, and, and yeah, I feel like this is totally a taste of, um, you know, Jackie's ambition as like. An action filmmaker. He's looking for just exciting adventure, bar none. It's not necessarily limiting himself to kind of the expectations of, a, you know, period Kung Fu. And I feel like we see that instinct kind of grow through the next stretch of the movie. And we get to see him kind of showing some physical prowess that has more to do with kind of, I mean, this is a little bit of an exaggeration, but like kind of death defying stunts than it does with like fighting technique or something like that. Yeah. And you know, from what we know now that is a big part of Jackie Chan as a filmmaker. It's like, you know, incredible, incredible fighting, but also just like really inventive and scary and like daring situations.
2: I do feel like if, if we were going to be a little bit critical of the movie at this point, when you're thinking of like a traditional Kung Fu, like period film, this would be the point in the movie where our main character is learning whatever the techniques are that they would use to defeat the yeah. villain at the end of the movie. Totally. But what we what we have here is is the young master. So he's off on his own, kind of getting into mischief. And it it, it makes sense. And he's
0: already competent. We know he's yeah. already a strong fighter. He's here.
2: already a strong fighter, but you don't get that kind of missing link to lead you to what you would do to defeat who would be the last opponent in your film. So I feel like, um, sometimes it's kind of like a reach to get to that point. And when we get to the end, it, I mean, I love the last fight, but there is something a little bit missing to me about how he's going to defeat his opponent. And I think that you would normally right. get that right around here. But what you, what you do have is this kind of mischief where he goes back yeah. to what he, eventually finds out is the the sheriff the chief uh lord three's uh house Mm -hmm. and he has to clean himself up and then this uh, is that's a speaking of being a little kid it's a very little kiddish how he like doesn't
1: want to track mud yeah so he's like walking around on top of like a dustpan (laughs) and
2: broom totally and then uh lord three shows up and he cleans himself up and then they end up encountering each other and there's a big hijinks where they're in the showers next to each other and yep but the fight um is also really good too where you've got um uh long against uh lord 3 but he's got a sword so he's trying to dodge him and then eventually he gets to holding that uh, ceremonial pipe that he got yeah yeah and that and the is, sheriff
1: refuses to cut through it yes and he's able it,
2: to fight him off with that it's honestly the I still like a laugh out loud moment for me seeing the way they handle that choreography yeah. and yeah, uh, how so that great. all plays out and I do honestly that you get a couple moments in the movie where you you see a very genuine Smiley Jackie Chan face like reaction, and those moments are are really fun to see in the film oh, too. Oh
0: man, yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: and then he, uh, what he does, like a little like marching, like yeah. major leading a marching band music while he's spinning it around.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really stylish too and actually yeah so the the theatrical version has a marching type cue. the the export version the japanese and the us version they don't they don't score that at all and i think it loses a lot mm. um i guess i could also say since i'm mentioning the two versions the dialogue for the dub is mostly the same if they do make a change it's just kind of for flavor and they're not really trying to change the plot at all. Like, there's a funny bit in the temple fight where you know, there's the moment where he he lands the sword flat on cross eye and then rubs the other sword up and down. There's, yeah, yeah. um yeah. So, so in the dialogue, there's some mention about religion and about how you you shouldn't like attack Buddha or whatever. So in the dub, they actually make like a crucifix joke because he's like basically making a crucifix with the two blades. <laughs>
0: Huh? You dare to slash Buddha? Uh, sorry, <laughs> sorry uh, Who's religious? Never mind. <laughs> Kill him! So you're not a believer. You'll soon change your mind when you see him. Are you scared? It only hit your handcuffs. That's right. I've never believed. But, man, I sure do now. That's good, then. Better start praying. You hit the crucifix. <laughs> Captain, are you all right? I'm fine. Move.
2: So that's kind of fun oh, man. There's little things like that And it's it's actually not that much But it's mostly the same And I mean, like I said um, It's that kind of classic dub So it's a really, really charming uh, mm-hmm. Dub, I like it a lot but next, we get Jackie
1: versus Lily Lee, which I was not expecting to see.
0: Dude, this is awesome.
1: Um, and yeah, she's doing like this cool technique with like the. the yeah, they, they dress. call it skirt foot, I think, it's something yeah. like
0: that.
2: Skirt foo, um, might as well. Yeah, um, that works too.
0: <laughs> and there's some great uh Bu doubling for yeah. her in a couple shots. It's yes, Oh, so sure.
2: And uh, Yun Bu is doubling for Sakin a lot. And actually, yep. if you see the NGs, there's like a a 10 minute like clip of NG's. You also see Harkon Fung doubling for second and some shots too. Yeah. It's cool. Whenever, uh, like
1: I, even, even I, who am not as definitely not as intimately familiar with the actors as you guys are. Even I was like, that's definitely Yin and doubling yeah. right there. Ah, don't sell
2: yeah. yourself oh, short. I, I think I, Matthew, I, I think you're pretty ready. Dude, yeah. just, he,
1: he moves in a very specific way and he's, so insanely flexible mm. it can do these wild falls that i, I always kind of stands out man dude
0: te- tears of pride right now just <laughs> yeah. like yeah. that's like identifying yunbu doubling for people that's <laughs> that's what it's all about man yeah nice
1: <laughs> um but uh yeah, but he he finally kind of gets gets caught um but they they were let him go one more time so that he can go to the bathroom in this like alley. And I love the that's another one of those things where like you always thought you could do as a kid, but you mm-hmm. definitely couldn't. Yeah. But Jackie Chan's in crazy shape. So he's able to like walk his way up the alley with just his arms and yeah. legs.
0: I really feel like this might be the first Jackie Chan big stunt, mm. you know. Um yeah. where it's like it's again, it's not about a crazy fight thing. Um it's about yeah, it's like that Buster Keaton yeah sort of beat that he loves so much and that he ends up kind of just pushing further and further in his career. But I feel like it's starting right here with kind of climbing up the alley. And apparently um these I mean speaking to Golden Harvest budget that they kind of put behind the movie, I I think I heard that these walls were like constructed for this Uh, sequence that there was a kind of alleyway but then they um they constructed them at that at that width
2: at the right the right distance for jackie's height specifically i i could totally believe that honestly (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah because it doesn't it, it works really well because it's like exactly enough for him to be fully stretched out arms and legs
2: yeah, and I do really enjoy that that it's punctuated on a joke. Yeah, so it's a very, it's a up. that's a very
1: Looney Tunes mm-hmm. like oh, use, totally. basically Bubs Bunny appearing on the roof as he
2: climbs up. Yeah, there are a couple of like the the punctuation for a scene is a joke like the i mean honestly the movie ends on that as well but the yeah, the point. idea about the fan when uh, in that fan fight originally with jackie where fan mei shang opens his fan and then jackie opens the larger fan that's like a really fun way to end a scene <laughs> I yeah love it. yeah so okay so the plot progresses a little bit here so um you see the uncle from ye school and he basically takes a bribe to give information to Lord Three and he tells him that that white fan is planning on robbing a bank, so that tells uh Lord Three that they've got the wrong guy so they're off Yumbyu and Sake are off to uh, stop this crime, but they also still leave uh lung in uh in chains so he's like his wrist is his wrist is handcuffed to his ankle, but he's still trying to make his way and then um what you also find out is that they're planning a double cross. So the Ye School is setting up this bank robbery, but they're gonna use Kyung as the fall guy, and right. they rob this bank and then they kick him into the jail cell or you know the locked door. And then he—I I like that you don't even see the robbery at all. Yeah. It just—it just cuts to him <laughs> mm-hmm. getting f- framed yeah, for the right robbery. Right. <laughs> yep, yep. And in the—that's
1: probably—that's probably in the three-hour cut.
2: Sure. Well, yeah. There's like the the dubbed version like the classic dubbed version has some extra scenes but they're mainly just used for like plot so you see a scene of them coming up with the idea like hey maybe if we do this uh bank robbery we could flip it on and and get this guy or something you know so um uh you see that in the dubbed version and actually like all of that's like um you, when you watch the dub version on the 88 films cut, you can see which scenes are added just by the like slight difference in color grading. So that kind of makes oh, it a sure. little bit easier. <laughs> and now we get to see Jackie as
1: so basically.
2: He's got, <laughs> Dude, yeah. he's, well got yeah, he's got the red nose. He's got the red nose and the hat and yep. the wig and stuff. Yeah, that's fun. And this is like also like a very more growing pains, like kind of like the modern Jackie, like fighting, incorporating the wild kind of exaggerated comedy besides just like the comedy that he'd be known for now. Yeah. So he's using yeah. like every inch of this kind of thorough way. There's a like a it looks like it's like a,
0: a balance you, beam. Yeah, a balance beam or yeah. where you
2: would tie your horse or something. And it looks yeah. he uses that and he uses Jim Cotta. Yeah, yeah, Jim Cotta. Oh man, Richard Norton. He's in that. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. yeah.
1: I can't take full credit for it. The in the 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 commentary, the guy in there mentioned oh, Jim really? Cotta, and I was oh, like, nice. oh wow, yeah, because <laughs> he said basically it's it it makes
2: a little more sense in this than it does in Jim Cotta. Oh, that's so. great. But um, he's fighting Har Kong Feng and Lei Hoi Song. So like, yes, it's all these aces every movement is perfect every shape Mm -hmm. that they make um uh har kong fung i guess he doesn't have a very defined martial art style but what you do see is that he uses like these like um i don't know like his hands are knives almost like he's very yeah. thrusting like his Dude, ha- totally. open hands and um Hoi Song, he's got like kind of like this mongol look like a mohawk yeah i was thinking kind of like american indian kind of oh okay like, yeah thing. and he's using like a rope too so yeah, yeah. maybe it is something like that it's like his his, tail, his
1: his hair is kind of like a rope, and he's also using a rope. Yeah. and But I'm pretty sure that Leo Song has that hair just so that Jackie can pull on it for a joke.
2: <laughs> yeah, he ends up, like, right. riding him. Like a horse, yeah. Like a horse, yeah. It all, all comes back. Dude,
0: what a trooper to think. It's like he literally followed up one of his biggest on-screen roles as, like, the big bad of Magnificent Butcher to kind of— you know, again, being a little bit more of a lackey or something. Um, yeah, like when we...
2: I think of like these like professional aces, I always do Dude, go back yeah. to Le song' because, like, anytime he's on screen, you know he's giving. He's throwing more than everything 100%. into
0: it, every part, like yeah. no matter. Yeah, I don't know. It's amazing,
2: and he'll for real, like just do anything. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's wild. He he's awesome. I love him very much. Um, but yeah, this this ends up what what ends up happening here is. Uh, Jackie's uh, Lung ends up releasing uh Kung, but he also ends up trapping these two guys in the bank. So they do end up getting caught for their crime. There's the
1: Jackie gets like these skirts from a from a fabric shop nearby and this like Spanish music, the cassinets playing and stuff comes in. It's it's very silly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean kind of does Lily Lee's style from earlier.
2: Yep, I was. I did have an image in my head of Lei hoi Song ending up with a bunch of lumps on my head. Uh, on, not on my head, on his head, like cartoonish That's a lumps. Different movie. Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't in this. So I, I, I'm i wondering if it was like. Actually, it might be in Knockabout, <laughs> which is. Maybe. Funny. I guess. Yeah, spoiler alert. Yeah,
1: we'll, we'll find that out we'll soon, I guess. Soon. <laughs> but, but
2: yeah. So, wait, um, he won't win? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, so after this, like, awesome... uh, Yeah, and actually the the, the whole skirt idea, too, each version of the film has its own, like, um, score for it, but they're both, like, very flamenco, like, spanish yeah, tracks.
0: Well, and I feel like this sequence, too, captures, like, what we're saying about Jackie, which is um, one half of this idea is that it's, like, the beggar-so thing, which um, goes back to kind of a motif in... Um, a lot of like the Chinese uh, literature around like classic Kung Fu heroes. It's like the traveling beggar who's actually an amazing fighter. So it's like, he's sending that up in an exciting way, but then he also wants to do this other idea that happens to be Mm. uh, more international and it's not really grounded in anything to do with like Chinese folklore. Um, And Jackie doesn't see any issue in kind of fusing any of those things together and um i don't know it's just it's just really exciting i feel like you're you're getting into the mind <laughs> of this young guy
2: that's such a great take i love that yeah it's really good so after this now he uh goes to lord 3 and says hey um you know i i i have my friend back but i i basically want you to um let him let him go and he's like no i can't do that but um, there's this prisoner that's still out there, and basically they make a deal. Okay, if you can get rid of him or bring him in, then I'll I'll help you out. So that's what sets up the last fight. And, and the connecting tissue between scenes a scene to <laughs> scene isn't the greatest. And it's a little happens, tenuous, yeah. Yeah, it happens a lot in the movie, but I think that really does call to whatever this three-hour-long version of the film is. And um, yeah. honestly, it is pretty commendable that it's cut together in such a way that you, you're you like, okay, I still get it, and it all reads. But um, yeah, sometimes you're like, wait, uh nah. Like, I feel like when Jackie, when Lung originally goes to the uh, Y.E. school, the, the fan fight at the beginning, it's kind of like abrupt, but it still works. It's fine. Yeah, it's I mean it
1: it results in a cool kung fu fight so yeah. you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: But yeah, this this leads to our final fight um which starts off with the um the 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 rival master's name is also kind of interesting cuz the the gold crate is what it says in right. the in the uh subtitles. Um, but also some places call him like Master Yam or something like that,
2: or Master Cam in
1: the, in the or dub, or Master Cam, yeah, yeah, in the dub he's Master Cam. But I just I wonder what Gold Crate like where that came from. Yeah, interesting. Like, um, but anyways, um, uh, it, it leads to this final fight there, where where the the master throws he's throwing this like urn that was full of money at the the uncle character, and Jackie does this awesome slow mo catching it of in the air. Um, and then we have a 20 minute long fight scene. Yeah. Um, because whenever, whenever this started, I looked down and I was like, oh, there's still 20 minutes left. This feels kind of like the final fight.
0: <laughs> right. Like, so you're nope. right. Oh, this must be a fight leading into the final yeah. fight or something.
1: Nope. That oh. is, that is the entire, almost the entire rest of the runtime. Um, yeah. So I think like. Although the, it does have an actual proper epilogue as it was that is, also differentiates that is it from mm-hmm. a lot of movies at the time. There is a freeze frame, but it's not. The guy gets killed, and the movie's over. So it's also right. a super weird freeze. Frame, we'll get to it though. Yeah.
2: But the the yeah, I think it's an interesting idea here. And I mean, obviously we love action, but I do feel like so like the 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 export cut. I think it trims like almost ten minutes off of this fight. And um in some ways you,
0: I've you don't really miss it, yeah, which is, is I, really hard to, to admit. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's where I was going. It's like this all looks amazing and I can't really understate how just like such a good screen fighter Huang Yin Sik is in this film. It just looks amazing. But you do have these things where you're like, Oh, all right, this is this idea. They already did this idea and now we can get to the next idea. There's a device for this fight that is basically like it's set up like a boxing match or something where it's like almost set to rounds where you have Uncle acting as like uh, Lung's corner man and giving him tips. But um, this kind of goes to what I was saying earlier, where it's like there isn't a real like crux to how am i going to defeat this opponent it's just basically kind of a long drawn out fight but the the narrative of it isn't really as appealing as what you would expect from something in a more classic form where it's like he learned this technique oh i didn't know he knew this technique how am i going to defeat him now or i have to defeat this man at 1 p.m with you know oh between 1pm yeah. and one fifteen, or else yeah. I can't beat
1: him. It's very you know? like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Like, yeah. You have yeah. to find the exact weakness and, but and how it fits in.
2: I'd also say that the choreography is not at all what you would expect from a finale like this where yeah. you have these moments of grappling, you have these moments of mm. kind of just like torture almost. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I think that that's pretty cool to get across viscerally. But um, You do basically just have Lung getting his ass kicked for like. Yes, he gets messed minutes. up <laughs> in a lot of the fight, which yeah. I
1: was definitely. It was interesting to see that. This is like, you know, our director, writer, and star is just getting the shit be out of him. Yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, and we've talked about that before. It's like, but that is, I mean, one of the clearest ways to separate Jackie from yes, Bruce definitely. Lee is it's like he's. Yeah, he's not. not Only is he comfortable with like being beat up. It's like he's the one electing for his character to be beat up, you know, in terms of like as he's conceiving of of what the story for for these things are. But yeah, it's interesting because it's like if you contrast like this with final fights from you know his biggest competitors as action directors, you know, Sammo and Yuen Woo Ping at the time. It's like they seem to they seem to view those final fights as pulling out all the stops in terms of like, these are going to be the most acrobatic moments of choreography. And they're also maybe going to involve the environment in the, in a more interesting way. And to what you were saying earlier, Carlos, they're going to pay off um, whatever kind of like uh, martial arts education (laughs) that has been like planted in the movie. Mm. And it's hard. I have a feeling that this maybe would have been like an early idea of Jackie's. It's like, and I'm going to make my ultimate Kung Fu film and it's going to have a 20 minute final fight. Like I can see that have been planting earlier. And then the deadline comes up and the homework isn't really done, you know? And he's actually found some really inventive things throughout the course of the movie. But now here he is in the very straight clothing of a traditional Kung Fu film. It's like, there is no environment to use, you know? Um, And it's also, it's literally a landscape we've seen in other, in other films. And so I feel like he's just kind of, unfortunately he's put himself at kind of a disadvantage, um, you know, just really opening up for comparison. And he's, he's not of course going to back down and make a, you know, shorter fight than he planned, but um there isn't all that much of a story to be told in this fight. Yeah. Um yeah, right. it's super interesting how this all <laughs> came together. Mhm.
2: I'm not saying that I I don't like it. I do really enjoy no, it. No, it's a, it's and, a good sequence. And every every movement by Huang Yin sik is just so so goddamn good like yeah his posing is so perfect it really is and i mean i i do dream of like him and huang Zhang lee like fighting like these korean kickers like that it yeah i don't know it's just it, i could watch him fight for a long time and Fine. um revisiting this like now where i have like so much more of an appreciation for these things and seeing him recently you know in the bruce lee arc now it's like wow, this this dude is really, and I, I know he was very influential to uh, Jackie and to Samo and um, Angela Mao too. Like um, they were all yeah yeah you know, totally. very influenced by him. So it's it's really cool to see this in this finale. But yeah, w- what you what you get is long. Basically, accidentally getting a good hit in, and then I don't know. That's a really
1: funny beat. Yeah, it's where he gets like this awesome hit, it goes slow motion, and then Jupiter starts playing for the first time in the movie. Right. (laughs) It's this incredibly (laughs) triumphant thing. He's like, I got a hit in. Yep. Ah, Which is, which is how I feel whenever I play fighting games with Carlos and get a good combo
2: in. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, yeah. But then, like, the next shot is him, uh, Jackie, getting launched like 15 feet yeah. by a kick. Just you like know. playing fighting games against Carlos. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, oh. it, it, the, basically, it kind of just seems like Lung crosses this threshold of pain where it's like nothing of hurts him now. And then he's able to use that to defeat yeah. his opponent. And, and he also drinks nasty pipe water. Oh wow, gross! Which is
1: so gross. Yeah, it actually, it actually kind of almost feels like you were calling back at it with, um, in Drunken Master Two, whenever he drinks the nasty, like, Ooh, yeah, alcohol that's like industrial alcohol or whatever.
2: He does some um, similar moves too. He does like a full commit headbutt where he just jumps yeah. into like uh, just a torpedo headbutt that's really cool yeah some of those moves are really nice and the final move that he ends up doing to uh gold crate is like this almost like wrestling like boston crab looking kind of backbreaker yeah yeah and then he ends up uh killing him and um you see like he's kind of crazed and uh, the uncle is gonna leave, and then he doesn't let that happen. And he's yeah. like, "Give me your belt." And then what you see is that he's got them both wrapped up on a on like a <laughs> harness, or like a yeah. big pole, and he brings them back into town. So that That's leads really us to book. our our finale. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. And in the finale, the we see like the everyone from the school is like, "Oh yeah, the you know lungs back." And whenever they see him, he's in this like cartoonish full body <laughs> cast. Yep. Ugh. It's and there's like there's like sing a song about him and stuff. It's really
2: funny. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, and then that's the, the 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 freeze frame is uh this also I'm sure is different in different cuts because it's like it's Jackie giving this big smile and this goofy full body cast. And then there's like this cool like cut I don't know what it's called, but where it's like multiple little frames Brady
0: Bunch frame. kind of yeah Brady kind of, Bunch yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: and I love it's real messy looking too like the lines yeah, aren't the like lines. crisp and clear yeah and yeah it's really cool. it's really neat um, and dude it's, so
0: unique compared to like yeah. any of the other kung fu films like of this yeah. of this era again it's like awesome to see that Jackie you know he just has a different take on this I mean how yeah. many movies have we covered where um we kind of call out just how abrupt the ending is like freeze frame or no freeze frame. The fact that there's any kind of intention around the ending and this kind of clever like little review of like, Oh, remember all the cool parts of my yeah. movie? It's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's like, awesome.
1: Oh, you like freeze frames. Well, here's seven freeze frames in <laughs> one freeze frame. <laughs>
0: <laughs> More is better. Yeah. More is
2: better. <laughs> in the, uh, the export version, the Japanese and the English version, we get a song from Jackie, Kung Fu Fighting Man.
0: It says to me I was born to be a Kung Fu Kung Fu Fighting Man.
2: That's actually oh, cool. the first uh, Jackie movie to end with one of his songs. Um, and actually, actually, it's kind of funny. The song is longer than the credits, so that it just abruptly ends oh. when the movie ends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's pretty good. And yeah. he's singing in English, too, which is uh, kind of fun.
1: Yeah. Yep, yeah, that is The Young Master, 1980. And yeah, I had a lot of yeah. fun. It is definitely, it's not like perfect like some of other of uh, Jackie's sure, sure. movies, but yeah. it's, you can see the rough edges, but it's still a ton of fun and it's not 3 hours it's a it's like an hour 46 is the the cut i saw
2: so yeah they're not... all kind of around that same runtime i think the the dubbed version is like a i think it's just a solid 90 mm-hmm. and i think there's a japanese edit of that export version which is 99 minutes that adds in back some of the fight that was cut at the end mm-hmm. yeah like i said uh if you if you do like this film and you you want to watch it now you you should get that 88 films release because it's perfect and it has everything you'll ever want from it yeah i had a lot of fun revisiting this and it it was actually growing moment for me realizing you know now that i have so much more appreciation for this stuff um, how much i can really get out of something i would have written off 20 years ago <laughs> yeah well and yeah. I think
0: you really do need so much context um, just on account of what Jackie ended up doing in the like in the movie business you know yeah. which is like I don't know he kind of pioneered all this amazing exciting action cinema and so you do need I think to be kind of directed to like all these important little features to see that like, no, this is a case of golden, golden harvest, like rolling out the red carpet to give Jackie Chan everything he wanted in this production and to really kind of appreciate Jackie's appetite as like a storyteller and action director. And yeah, I mean, this is such a crucial movie to like, to experience, to kind of understand like the full story of, of Jackie Chan, I think.
2: Yeah, and yeah, Marty, thank you for going with this choice. This is the one that you brought to us today. My pleasure. Well,
1: thank you very much for checking out our show. If you liked it, then you can leave us a review on whatever you're listening to this on, uh, especially iTunes and Spotify. Those are the big guys. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're at heroes the Number 3 podcast on all three of them. And if you have any questions or comments or anything like that, you can shoot us an email at HeroesTheNumber3Podcast at gmail.com. So next week, we're going to continue our look at our, our, our three our three masters. And uh, Carlos, what's what's our training for next
2: week? Oh, OK. We are going to be talking about Knockabout. This is yeah. uh, Yay. directed by Samo. It's starring Yumbyu. We're going to see a lot of our favorite faces as we would normally in this era. Um, I think this came out in '79. it's yes. around the same around time. the same time. Yep. Yeah, and uh, yeah, should be a good time. I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm so excited. Knock knockabout
1: was another one of those that like I had that I had heard of before starting the podcast, but didn't know much about. So,
0: dude, awesome.
1: Mainly because it has a cool name. So, <laughs> well, until next week, we're taking a look at knockabout. I'm Matthew. I'm Marty. I'm Carlos, and we are the heroes three. Remember your training.